Hi, and welcome to Conversations with Elizabeth Johnston. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and I am so excited that I have a guest on today that you are just going to love. And many of you know her. Her name is Missy Robertson. Missy Robertson is a devoted mother to four children, wife to Jace Robertson, and a brand new grandmother. She played an integral role in her family's hit television series, Duck Dynasty, as well as their company, Duck Commander. She has become an important voice for many issues such as morality, virtue, family, and she loves to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we are going to be talking about a new book that she has just come out with. Thank you so much, Missy, for being part of our program. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Missy, I am so excited that you have come on board with a publishing company that I have also written a book with called Brave Books. You have written this beautiful book called Because You're My Family. Could you please tell us about the storyline and why you partnered with Brave Books on this book? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And I'm sure that your viewers are already aware because of your being able to author with this company. Um, the storyline is, is more than just one book. It's a series. And so it takes characters in and out, kind of weaves everyone in and out of diff with different storylines. And the book that involves um, me, Because You're My Family, has little Valor, who you should already know about if you have been reading, and he was adopted. He's a tiger, and he was adopted by lion parents, and so that story is covered in a previous book, but in this book, it's a, the relationship between the parents and the tiger, the son, and little Valor, you know, wakes up that day with already with his plans made to go and play with his crazy uncle who I'm kind of familiar with having a crazy <laughs> uncle and uh sigh <laughs> so you know but his mom she forgot about those plans and made other plans for him which involved a service act to Mrs. Bunny down the street who just had a baby and she told Valor to go and uh pick carrots that were going to make her a carrot cake well of course his little attitude was not the best because his plans were thwarted but he goes and starts to do that chore and just does not have a cheerful heart about it and gets more and more angry and ends up dumping those carrots into uh, a ditch and starts to feel guilty about it, starts to think he's going to get in trouble and runs and hides. And so the story goes along in the fact that the parents have to come and rescue him out of a storm situation, bring him back into the home. And a, the beautiful conversation happens an idealistic conversation happens between the father and Valor. And Valor says, you know, daddy, why did you save me when all I've done is pout and disobey? And this is the key. The father says, oh, dear Valor, I don't love you because you obey me. I love you because you're my son and nothing can change that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the aha moment of the book that we can really relate to our children the father's love for us that when we do not deserve it and we don't deserve it each and every single day, right. uh, he loves us anyway. And that blood continually flows over and around us. Thank the Lord. Yes. So it's a beautiful way to express secularly to your children about the love that you have for them, but then in a spiritual way, mirror it with what the father has done for us. It's really a beautiful, uh, beautifully illustrated yes. children's book 
that uh, teaches the principle of unconditional love. And um, this theme of unconditional love really is threaded throughout your parenting journey, which is why I love that Brave Books selected you to be the author for this book. Um, right now, you have a child in your care that we'll maybe talk about in a few moments in the interview um, that you are loving and caring for that is, that is not your blood child. But also, um, of your four children, your, your fourth child, uh, am I right? It's your fourth child had, My youngest, um, a, yeah. yeah, your youngest had a condition. Mia did. Could you uh, tell us about uh, what you have gone through with Mia and about, um, your unconditional love for her? Well, she was born with a cleft lip and palate and we knew nothing at all about this condition when she was diagnosed in my womb at 31 weeks. We, uh, we were told through research that, uh, it was mainly genetic, but we had nothing in, on either side of our family to tell us that this could even be a possibility. We couldn't trace it back. So, you know, asking why we did that for a while. And then my husband finally, after a couple of months said, I'm sick of asking why we should be saying, why not us? Instead wow. of saying, why us? Why not us? What gives us the right to come out unscathed in this life? Now we need to do whatever we can for, for the best, the best out, outcome for our daughter. And that was pre duck dynasty by quite a few years. So we weren't making a lot of money and yeah. uh, we found ourselves in a lot of debt. Uh, we had, we both worked, we had health insurance, but um, after two surgeries, we found ourselves in $12,000 in debt and thought we picked who we felt like was the very best care team for her. And we knew that going in and we knew that we were going to have to make some sacrifices in order to get her the best care. So as the years went on and um, after Duck Dynasty came out and the network uh, agreed with us that we should make this public, like we should make people aware of this condition. They finally agreed to it. They were scared of it a little bit at first. But wow. then it, the episode came out and it was just overwhelming in terms of support and A&E actually uh, put a card, uh, what they call a card, at the end of the episode telling people about the foundation that we had just started. And they said they had never done that before. They were so convinced that we would oh, do wow. such a good job with that fund. And so we created the Mia Moo Fund. And it's for domestic parents and families here in the United States because we know what that's like to try to do everything right and still end up in debt. And so we're here to help middle income, low income families here in the United States. So they, the parents can choose what's the best care for their child. They don't have to just go down the street because they take their insurance or because they're cheaper. They, we, we try to fill in the gaps where, where we can. Wow. And the fund um, helps parents in what situation specifically? Mainly in financial. So they go through a rigorous process basically too, just to make sure that, that they're vetted. And we don't, we don't give any uh, money to the families directly. We pay the hospitals and medical facilities and doctors. Right. But I think our favorite thing, and this was Jace's idea a few years ago, he said, we need to be there for them spiritually and emotionally. After we wow. started kind of adding a lot of families to the recipient list. So mm -hmm. we created what's called the Miamu Fun Day. And if the families that we have helped can get here one weekend a year, 
we pay for everything else. And we just love on them, play games with them, pay for their hotel wow. rooms, their food. We just go all out and just make them forget about wow. their condition for a little while. <laughs> That's amazing. And I just want to make sure that the listeners understand we're not talking about um, you know, being overly concerned about what a child looks like, right? Like this right. is a serious medical condition that follows the child for, for many years, right? Yeah. So again, people think it's a one surgery and they should be fine. But when the palate is involved, it involves cartilage and bone inside. Mm. So as the child grows, everything moves and changes and you've got to keep up with that. And so Mia is 18 and she is still on this journey. We're hmm. seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. She's getting promises from her uh, team that um, anytime now in the next couple of visits, she may get those last, the last part of those braces off. But it is a long and expensive and emotional journey, especially when they hit those preteen and teen years. It's very emotional. So we've yeah. learned a lot. We've made some mistakes. We've had some challenges, but we've had a lot of successes. And we would just like to... We just have a heart for that, for other people to try to help them. Wow, that's amazing. For those that are inspired listening right now, where do they go to donate? You can go to miamoo.org. And that's M-I-A, and the moo is like a cow moo, M-O-O. Yes. That was a nickname Mia... nickname that Willie gave Mia when she was little bitty, oh. so it kind of stuck. <laughs> he called oh, her Mia Oh, that's so neat. <laughs> miamoo.org. And yeah, I was um, last night preparing for this interview, scrolling through your Instagram feed and saw that Mia is in the middle of recovering right now from a surgery as an 18-year-old, right? Yes, she had it a few months ago, but she still she still says, I still don't have any feeling in my chin. You know, after major surgeries, those nerves can take a long time, you know, to come back yeah. and heal. So it is definitely a long and arduous process. Yeah, well, um, I just, I, I think it's uh, so neat that uh, this book is about unconditional love and the kind of love sacrificial love that you guys have you know, shown in this situation is uh, beautiful and a testimony of your love for Christ. Um, I know to you, you would never consider doing anything but that, but there are literally um, parents who are choosing to you know, abort their children because they have Down syndrome or cleft palate, some other type of diagnosis. Um, can you share with us for a moment anything that you're able to share with us about um, the journey you're on right now with, with the child that you are caring for. I mean, you're, do you mind saying yeah. like what age yeah. you and Jace are now? <laughs> well, um, I'm, 50. Not. <laughs> I'm 50. I'm 50. Yes. And Jace is 52. So uh, yeah, we, and, and like you mentioned in, in the opening, we're first time grandparents and our baby girl Maris is three months old. So we are just stepping into yeah. what it feels like to have, two generations underneath us, you know, and, wow. uh, and that was part of the reason why I wanted to write this book was what kind of legacy do I want to pass on through my children and now into yes. my grandchildren. And this topic was, I mean, at the top of the list, of course, is this mm -hmm. unconditional love. I don't care what she does. I, I mean, she can't even speak or communicate. I don't care what she does. I will always love her. And I want her to know that and want every child to know that they're unconditionally loved, even if it's not from someone in their home, that the father created them for a purpose right. and he has a purpose for them. They are made in his image and he loves them unconditionally. Right. And so we do have an infant in our home and that's what I pray over him 
every single day. I have, we've had him for three weeks today and we got him on day three of his life and we are not adopting. Let me go ahead and say that up front. Um, Again, 50, not adopting an infant. (laughs) So, uh, but we are praying that whatever the circumstances are going to be in his life. And we do not know. Everything is in limbo. We do celebrate that his mother, who we, we knew a few years back, that's why she contacted us to take him in. Um, She had not made all of the right choices in the past, just like all of us, we all need Jesus. But Jace baptized her a few years ago. And we know that she is a child of the King. And I reminded her of that. When I took him home from the hospital, I reminded his mother of that and that she is loved. She's loved mm-hmm. unconditionally. She may not feel that way, but she's then that's Satan. Satan mm-hmm. loves to remind us that we're not worthy mm-hmm. and we're not. Only through the blood of Christ are we worthy. And so even if that's all that we were supposed to do is remind her of that and care for this baby while she can't, it's enough we're praying that, um, that he will guide this baby's life to, uh, ultimately to have a relationship with Christ. Whoa. I mean, what a, what a, um, brave thing she has done as well Yes, that's to, right. keep, to, I, I honor her for, yes. um, for keeping this baby safe and doing whatever she had to, to keep this baby safe, um, at this point. So, um, I just ask all the viewers to pray for the mother and to pray for your family on this journey as you care for this baby, but there must be so much, um, love and excitement around your home right now. I cannot even imagine. (laughs) Yes. This like, this is the first time I've done a podcast upstairs in the corner bedroom because Jason's downstairs caring for him. He's awake right now. So I'm trying to be, yeah. I'm the most quiet spot. <laughs> yes, yes. And it is butt kicking work for sure, especially when you're 50. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I want to circle back real quick to just um, your your place in the dynasty of Duck Dynasty. Um, wow, what a journey God took your family on and, and to watch how your family used that journey to just constantly point people to family and to Christ. It was really, um, truly amazing to watch as, you know, I kind of watched the whole thing go down as well. Um, could you share with the viewer just on a, a little bit of a, more of a, um, a lighter angle, what you would say is the best part and the worst part of being a part of a reality show and, and a famous family? Well, we didn't see this coming. Uh, but I had a reporter ask me one time, so did y'all all get together as a family and decide what you, what platform that you were going to talk about whenever you were asked, you know, um, how to use your fame and was that, you know, that your religion. And I, I kind of chuckled and so I was like, um, no, we did not get together as a family and decide that our platform was going to be religion to talk about. We are, um, we are all Christian people. We make mistakes. Mm-hmm but we love the Lord. We are not perfect. Mm -hmm. We want other people to get to know Christ. And when you're trying to walk like that and you're open to opportunities and praying that the Lord sends you opportunities that you can share his message with other people, Mm -hmm. things start to happen. And one of those things was Duck Dynasty. 
So we knew individually right away when we started getting asked, we were all saying the same thing, but it was not because we had a meeting about it. (laughs) It was because our faith was strong in the fact that he is the one leading all of this. We are just trying to follow in the right path and we were not perfect. We made mistakes. We, um, we had, you know, it was, it was so fast. The fame came so quickly. It was overwhelming (laughs) at first, but, and and Jason and I and our, our family, our children, we had a lot of what we call come to Jesus meetings on our sectional sofa in our living room. Like, where are we and checking each other and making sure that we were doing the best that we can um, and supporting and holding each other accountable. So mm. that's just, that's what we do with our life. And um, that's why people said, why would you take a baby into your home? It's really hard to talk about unconditional love mm. if you're not going to walk it out. And so um, it, that wasn't something that I had to tell myself that just kind of came naturally. And so we knew that we were going to have to help this baby and his mother in some way. Um, the Lord just opened the doors for it to be right here in our home. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. You guys were just being who you are, um, on the daily (laughs) and we had a, we had a front row seat to it. Yeah. And I mean, I know there were a lot of layers to it. Um, but, and I know that you guys got a lot of, you know, heat and persecution, um, Mm -hmm. and, we live in a time where cancel culture is is a very real uh, thing and a, a major threat for us. And and I would like for you to speak into that. You know, how do you stand strong and firm in in this day and age um, with the constant threat of cancel culture, especially as someone who has a large following? How do you um, fight back the fear and stand firm in your faith and your convictions? Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have no fear of that. My blood pressure does not rise at all when someone says something bad about me online or social media. Most of the time, those are lies anyway. When people can't combat the facts with their own because they don't make sense, they attack you personally. And that's what happens with our family. We are lied about, made, made up things about our family. Yes. That doesn't really affect us. Again, we're walking exactly what we feel the Lord is leading us to do. He will protect us. And if we're talking about cancel culture, as in removing our platforms or, you know, uh, canceling business deals or whatever that is who cares? (laughs) I'll be honest with you. What's going on around the world with Christians being actually physically persecuted and tortured and even killed for standing up for their faith? We're not there yet in America. Mm. I hope we will never be, but a little, you know, Facebook removal or tweet cancellation, or even some lies on TV with the media, the Lord's going to protect us. My blood pressure does not change at all. Wow. I love that, Missy. Your resolve is so strong. And I I really feel um, right now that this is going to really minister to a lot of people who are still, you know, living in a place of fear, fear of man, fear of what other people think. And it prevents them from being the, the bold voice that the Lord wants them to be because they're so afraid of the what ifs. Um, you know, I, I have had, 
campaigns against me, you know, petitions created about me to try to cancel me from social media and hit pieces written about me as you all have as well. And I always said, look, the Lord gave me this platform. I never asked him for it. It's kind of like with you guys is it almost just dropped down out of the sky. And, um, and if he wants it to end, he'll take it away. They can't take it away. It's not possible for them to take it away. If the Lord has decided that he still wants me to have a voice. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so I really feel like that's going to minister deeply to some people and, um, just really appreciate, you know, social media is great for platforms and for marketing, what you want it to do or for your business or, or what you're wanting to say, but man, it is such a killer to, um, when you compare yourself and when you scroll and scroll and people are addicted, so much addicted to those social media um, sites. So I mean, my advice is get off of it. I get on there to post, of course, certain things. I have people who help me do that. So I'm not on there all of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, We share kind of those things. And Jace has the same thing. I could go on and on and on about how to protect our kids, get your kids off of that. But that's just another reason why I feel like these brave books are so important. Um, They're not just about the good message that they have in the books, but like you said, the illustrations are beautiful. They're eye-catching. They're very interesting. You want to just keep going to the next page. They're beautifully done. And if you want to, if you want a way to get your kids off the screens, get them on these books because at the end of every story, there's activities and games and questions yeah. that you can talk about. It could really be an every night for an entire week type of activity book for you and your kids and your family to be able to interact together. No screens. Yeah. Um, speak into that. Like, are you concerned with um, how big of a part did reading books play and your uh, raising of your children. Are you concerned about whether people are even going to read your book because yes, books, books aren't being read anymore? Speak that's, into that. That's very true. You know, even when the Kindle came out, um, you know, people were like, I'm just not so sure that I'm going to read books anymore. I was always a page turner. I want to read it on, you know, from the book itself and feel the paper. Right. And so people were starting to have to make a decision about that. So I really was afraid that books would not, would, would kind of be a dying art, uh, yeah. but, but they haven't. But I will say that, you know, screens are so easy. They're so easy to just hand your kid a screen and babysit them. Well, I just, I love what Brave Books is doing. Um, Every month there is a different book that is authored by a different um, influencer or, Mm -hmm. you know, icon, whatever, public figure, uh, whatever title you might want to give this person. Um, Other authors Mm -hmm. have been, um, you know, Graham Allen, um, Dana Lesh, Dan Crenshaw, Um, and these are people that are passionate about kind of the topics that are being covered in that month's book. And so um, my book was on the sanctity of human life, um, Mm -hmm. which I know is something that you are very passionate about as well. And it's called, called little lives matter. Mm -hmm. And uh, your book, which is because you're my family is about family and about unconditional love. And um, could you tell the listener how to get a hold of your book, Missy? They can go to bravebooks.us 
And you can see all of the books on their website. And actually, if you subscribe to get the whole series, I know at least for this month, you can get my book for free. So you get wow. one a month. I think that they're, they retail for um, $19.99. But if you subscribe, I think it goes down to $12.99 a month. And then mine is free. And they're all such great Christian, traditional, biblical messages for children to be able to easily understand, retain, and then for you to interact with them just to make sure that they get it even deeper. Yes, and that's so important right now. The messaging to young people is absolute filth and garbage yep. most of the time on the different social media sites, um, on the streaming you know, places, whether it's Netflix or whatever, and Snapchat. Mm -hmm. The messaging is filth. And so here we have given you an opportunity and this is, these books are appropriate for kids like age one to 11, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, the kids love them. My children love them. They love having them read aloud to them. They love sitting and reading them themselves. And then the activities at the end of the book that Missy has mentioned are just gold. They are an mm -hmm. opportunity to actually have family time again. When was the last time you had family time? When was the last <laughs> time that nobody had a screen in their hand mm -hmm. and you guys sat down and played a game together or had a conversation about something like unconditional love or the origin of life and the sanctity of human life. I mean, this is getting, these conversations are getting fewer and far between, unfortunately, mm -hmm. in 2022. And so we have given you just a great opportunity with these books. Go to bravebooks.us, as Missy has mentioned, and you can see how beautifully done these stories are. They're not heavy handed or inappropriate. The kid doesn't even realize the message necessarily that they're learning yep. as they're reading this, this great book, but they're internalizing the, the concepts. So Missy, you also have a website and have I believe a merchandise line yourself, please tell the listener how they can get connected there. Sure. If you go to missyrobertson.com, there's no merchandise on there. It's basically just informational, just about what's going on in my family's life and in the world around us, just to kind of keep you up to date and different links to take you to the things that we're doing. Yes. Don't you sell beautiful products? I think I've seen some handbags. <laughs> well, we have a bed and breakfast that we did some products for during COVID. Oh, okay. And there may be some still on there, um, but that's a Logtown Plantation. But it, that's also on the Missy Robertson website. You can click over there okay. and see that. It's a beautiful restored home that we did a couple of years ago. And, and then also we're working on another little TV show. So so keep watching no for that. No way. <laughs> Yes. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we'll have a um, couple of beards and maybe a crazy uncle or two in there. So. Everybody... Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> everybody go follow them on social that. media. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Missy, it's been such an honor to have you on. Um, I feel you. borderline guilty that I took you away from the baby. And <laughs> so, <laughs> and from recovering Mia, oh my goodness, you have so much going on in your house right now. So we just pray God's blessing on your family and thank you for your stand for Christ, your boldness, mm -hmm. and for writing this beautiful book. It's been an honor to have you on the show today. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you so much for having me.